We are discussing this evening the omniscience of God. Now here we go with another big word. And once again, I caution you not to be afraid of big words. Once a word is defined, it loses all of its intimidation. The word omniscience, omni meaning all and science meaning knowledge, means that God knows everything. The omniscience kind of throws you, but when you, know, when you hear that it means that God knows everything, that's something you already know and believe, that God knows everything. Omniscience is really something we can't get our mind quite to wrap around because it is so unlike us. And often if we want to understand something, we can either look at something that teaches us that, that is similar to that, or look at the opposite. And so tonight it's probably easier for us to understand God's omniscience by looking at the opposite of it, which is us. We are born with very little knowledge. Some of your body functions, your heart beating and your breathing and so forth were kind of automatic, but most of our life has been a process of learning. From the learning of the sound of our mother's voice when we were still inside the womb, to the coordination of our muscles in order to walk, and the constant gathering and storing of information by our five senses. Our life has been one of learning, gathering information. We are constantly adding to this, our stored information, and we do this all of our lives. Unfortunately, we have limitations in this. Everybody here has their own capacity to comprehend information given. We have some of more, some less in the, ca the capacity. Every person is different. Everybody has a different capacity to store information and a different capacity in the ability to deal with information. Very often our sources of information are limited. Sometimes the information that we get isn't true. Sometimes it is true and it's sometimes very difficult to know the difference. Sometimes information is not available. Sometimes we just miss the information or we misunderstand the information. Then we think about of our knowledge of tomorrow. What knowledge do you have of tomorrow? It is merely your best guess. Our, our knowledge, even though we're growing all the time, we have a limitation on it. To top all of that off, our ability to store information is faulty. The older you get, the more you realize the ability to store information is faulty. Some things that we know sometimes gets confused in our mind. Sometimes we can't get it to even come to mind, and sometimes the information is lost altogether. So we have been learning all of our lives, adding to our store of knowledge. We started with nothing and we have gained and lost and got confused and it's not been that successful. God is not like that at all. It is the complete exact opposite of God. God's knowledge is perfect and complete. God has never had to learn anything he has never been confused. The facts have never been mixed up in his mind. He has never forgotten anything. He knows instantly and effortlessly everything. He never discovers anything. Nothing ever takes him by surprise. He doesn't ever need to ask a question. And he is never unsure. His knowledge is perfect. 
Now remember what we've been teaching you, that God's attributes are all interconnected. You cannot just pull out, we'd pull out one to kind of look at it so we can understand it, but they are all interconnected. And had we not been told by the scriptures that God is omniscient, we would have had to have inferred it anyways. We would have known it because he's perfect. So his knowledge would have to be perfect. He is eternal. He's outside of time and space. So nothing could take him by surprise. He is immutable. He's unchanging. So his knowledge cannot change. So we would have had to have inferred, even if it had not told us he was omniscient, we would have had to have inferred that or understood that from his other attributes. In the book of Job, when God asked Job a whole bunch of questions at the end of the book, they are really rhetorical questions. God already knows the answer to them. Now you have to remember that God has chosen to explain things to us about himself. But in order to do so, he's had to use terms that we can understand. And it is a grave mistake to try to take what he has said and turn it around and try to infer things about God. This causes a lot of confusion. One of the common confusions uh, in this is when we confuse omniscience with choosing. The kids at Meyer Hall used to say all the time, God knows everything, right? And I would say, yes. So he knows that such and such was going to happen. Yes. So then it's his fault. He made me do it. That's the thinking. This is wrong thinking. It is taking what God has told us and now trying to infer things back to him. This is what he has revealed and trying to you infer things about that from him, from that information. In order for me, a guy like me, to understand everything about a situation, I would have had to have created that situation myself. Like a writer writing a book. Do the characters in the book get to decide what they do? And the answer to that is no. The author decides what the characters are going to do. We tend to make the mistake of viewing God like that. Since we can't understand omniscience, then we start inferring that God has set this thing that's unchangeable. But knowing and choosing are not the same. Knowing and choosing are not the same. Let me give you a simple illustration. It's not perfect, but it gets us going. Tonight, if after the service, you saw Spencer McCoy with a ladder and an umbrella, and he just finished watching Mary Poppins, and he is headed for the roof of the gym, there's a nice northwestern breeze blowing, headed right to his house. And since he needs a way home anyway, the Mary Poppins way sounds like the way. So you watch Spencer McCloy climb the ladder on top of the roof. And what do you say about that? <laughs> you would say, this is going to be ugly. Now. When Spencer hits the pavement with a thud, what part did you play in that whole thing? And the answer is nothing. You didn't tell him to do it. 
You didn't choose the umbrella. You didn't push him off the building. You didn't jinx him. You didn't cut the umbrella supports. You didn't block the wind from blowing. You simply took the knowledge that you already had and knew the outcome before it actually happened. Because knowing and choosing are not the same. Knowing and causing are not the same. Now the fact of the matter is God can cause anything to happen that he wants to happen. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. But his knowing everything does not mean that he chose and caused anything and everything. God is omniscient. He is perfect in knowledge. The time where he said, no, mom, I didn't eat the cookies. And of course, you got chocolate chip all over your lips. Or you said to your dad, no, dad, I didn't break that. The neighbor's dog must have come over and got in the garage and did that and shut the door when he left. And it just seemed so smooth in your head when you told your dad that. Or not trying to be too gross about it, but when a child who's being potty trained goes and hides in the hallway, like mom and dad are not going to find out what he's doing in that hallway. As a parent, you see these little attempts at wrong, to hide wrongdoing, and you are not fooled for a second. If you're not fooled, do you think that an omniscient God can be fooled? The very thoughts in your head are all open before him. There is no hiding from God. So quit trying to hide your sin. Now don't let this be a fearful thing. Did you know that God loved you? And he had, before he started loving you, he had full knowledge of your shortcomings and your failures. He chose to love you knowing exactly who you are and what you are and what you were going to do. Nothing that you do surprises God. It's the, your sin is not so much the issue. Your hiding your sin and defending your sin is the issue. God loves you. He already knows all about the sin. So quit hiding, take it to him, and let it be dealt with. God is omniscient, so quit trying to hide your sin. Number two, let him guide your life. Isn't this like a no-brainer? God is omniscient. So let him guide your life. If you had to have someone pick out your clothes, and I do, I actually have to have someone pick out my clothes. But if you had to have somebody pick out your clothes, would you cho choose a blind man or somebody with perfect vision? If you had to invest your last dollar, would you choose someone who has trouble counting the coins in their piggy bank or someone who knows Wall Street like the back of his hand? If you had to get to Albuquerque, New Mexico, would you ask a two-year-old on a tricycle or a man who's been an over-the-road truck driver all of his life? All of these are no-brainers. Let me ask you, why in the world are you making the decisions of your life on your own? Isn't that the most foolish thing that you can think of? Do you think you have more knowledge than God? It is so incredibly ridiculous to bump our way through life when an omniscient God has said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Quit hiding your sin. 
Let him guide your life. Number three, quit trying to educate God. Quit trying to educate God. We do this all the time, especially when we're praying. We're telling God all the details. We're offering him the solutions to the problem. We try like to give him hints and suggestions throughout the day. My friend, God is omniscient. There is no need to tell him the details of the situation. He already knows all the details. He knows details that you don't know. And trying to inform him of these is not helpful. He knows the, the end of each path that you take. You don't need to teach him. You need to trust him. Quit hiding your sin. Let him guide your life. Quit trying to educate God. And four, as all of the attributes of God, worship him. Worship him. Does this not, when you think about your own limited knowledge, when you think about the scope of humanity and our limited knowledge, and you think about God, who knows every single thing there is to know, there is not one question that you could pose no matter how difficult you thought it was, that he could not know the answer immediately. He already knows the answer. And this is a matter for worship. You have a God who is beyond our comprehension, and his omniscience is worthy of worship.